And now, the boys on the hill, 5,000 Watts, Thomas Black, Raph Jeezy, and Slim Watts in his absence. What it do, fellas? What's up? What's up? What it do, fellas? How y'all doing, man? I'm chilling, man. You sideways, Thomas. Yeah. Oh. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Honolulu Black. We can't What's up, hear you. man. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. So what to do, Watts? Not much, man. Good, man. Good weekend of baseball. Yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. Everybody through 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 the uh, second month, basically of the season, man. You know, first month of uh, swag play. So, you know, uh, yeah, season, Yo, season can you hear Yo, me? Can you hear you me? Yeah, oh, you yeah. got you. Yes, all right, sir. all right. There you go. <laughs> Report, reporting live from Honolulu, the wind's blowing real hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> the sunshine's bright. It's all right. I'm going to make it. It's going to be all right. I hear that. I hear that. What do you do, man? How you enjoying yourself right now? Hey man, having a blast. You know, it's, it's spring break, so it's first time me taking my daughter out here. So I'm letting mm -hmm. her see all the things great in life. You know, try to at least, you know, while I can, you know, show her the brighter things, show her something different. You know what I mean? Educational. I feel you on that. That's what's up, man. too. But you know, it don't matter. What we got going on. I'm gonna make it here. I know Slim is what anniversary weekend. He done put us off, but it's okay. Happy anniversary, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Happy anniversary, Slim. Happy anniversary, Slim. And I'm not going to bring up the fact that I wasn't invited to the wedding, but every chance I get, I'm going to let it be known that I wasn't invited <laughs> to the wedding. Bro, you got to let know? that go someday. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. Some, someday, I think I need to let it go. Yes, you. <laughs> no. <laughs> let it go. I, I, I was ready to have my bags packed. Like, uh, sorry, uh, it's gonna be a small, intimate wedding, but Ralph G's are coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was the best man, bro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> sorry about uh, the lighting, we... you know. But I'm, I, it's gonna make it do what it do this week. Of course we are. Yeah, of course. All right, so we're gonna get into the weekend recap over the weekend. Definitely, definitely. Great weekend of baseball, by the way, fellas. I'm talking about everybody's beating up on each other like it's supposed to, like we planned it, like we said it was. It is a yep. great weekend. No, well, we only had one, maybe one, one sweep this weekend. Yeah, it was sweet. one sweep, fam. You swept Valley. Yeah, yep. only one sweep. You know, as, as, a, as a whole, you want that as far as us, you know, as a show, we want everybody to be able to play and hold their own. We don't want just the top heavy leagues out here, the top heavy conferences. Right, and even in the MEAC, they had they had um, to, well because it's on the four teams, their series was split two to two. Right, that's always four, great. Four. That's always. I mean, everybody yeah. battling. I right, mean, everything counts. I mean, no mm -hmm. errors. You can't have errors. You know, we got to lay buns down. All the games, you know, you might have a couple blowouts, but all the games have been close. Yeah, okay. Right. 
No they matter the record. Games. No matter the record. Yeah, throwing records out the window. Now, Alcorn got their first win of the year this this week. Hey, weekend. can we give that? Can we have a, yeah. ball, a round of applause? Yeah. There you go. Yay. Good job. Way to pick up the pieces now. Yeah. They they keep that momentum going. They won game three of their series against uh, Prairie View. So we done had enough. It's enough. enough exactly. Enough. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, so hopefully no, they I'm get the ball rolling for Alcorn, man. Yeah, so, yeah, we're not supposed, hey, I'm not used to pulling for them, but it feels a little different. I got to pull for them. You know? Right. Yeah. So let's highlight our key series from the Eastern Division this weekend, Alabama State and Bethune. Uh, watch. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that series from this weekend? And I'm going to say just big shout out to one, just both of the teams. Pitching staffs, game one, game one was like net to net. The game one, they went extra innings, went to 11. And Bethune ended up walking away with the win with a five to four win over there. And I would definitely got to get a shout out to, to the field name, Jackie Robinson Field, Jackie Robinson Ballpark. Uh, that's, that's a great name right there. But uh, game two, Bethune also was able to come out with the W with an uh, eight to five win. Uh, game three, Alabama State said, hold up, you know, wait, wait a minute. Y'all ain't finna sweep us now. So they went ahead and got one. They got they got one. They, they ended up winning the third game, six to three. Uh, it was uh, a lot of hits, a lot of competitive baseball, but I think the, uh, it all came down to pitching the errors. Uh, uh, I say game three, Bethune-Cutman had three errors. Alabama State had zero. You know, so uh, those three errors just I may just been the dividend uh, that cost Bethune the opportunity to, to sweep. Really, to be honest, one of the, one of the East Side favorites uh, starting the, starting the season. But uh, I say overall, the series was good pitching pitching wise. Bethune still looking looking legit as they always have been. It was coming off that strong uh, out of conference schedule and coming to the SWAC. Uh, I said it last week. I guess we'll have to agree. You know, if they come out of like I said, they came out and won this series, they it look like the top team in the swag, and they definitely look at it look like that right now. Uh, I think they're sitting there right now. The conference schedule, um, conference record is about six and one to five and one. So they're sitting uh, on top of that east side. So uh, it was a good series for them. Right, and I see in game two, Brian Perez had five RBIs. Um, on two for four at the plate, so hey, that was a that was a big boost in offense from that one player. So man, that's gonna be hard to beat one guy driving in five runs. It is, it is. When you when you got just those people to be able to to put together those those hits, and then you get the performances on the mound from your pitchers, you know, it's hard to stop. Baseball is very fundamental, but it's also about timing. You get timely hits. Quality pitching, it's hard to be a team that when they have those two things. Right. So as the Bayou Classic version of baseball, Man. Southern and Grambling. Um, before Man. we get into that, we're going to show you um, a uniform that Grambling wore. Um, it's an old Negro League uniform. I think it is extremely nice looking uniform for those young men. Um, 
Look at them. Them boys clean. Look at them yeah, boys. Man, I, I was absolutely ecstatic when I read the report and saw that. Like, yeah, was, absolutely ecstatic. And, but, and I believe there's going to be more of this type of things to come. Like, we should educate our kids on the league that was there when MLB was around at the same time with players equally as good to play. There was just league rules that didn't allow them to play in that league, but it wasn't that they wasn't great players. Right. So as an educational piece, all of our kids, minority players, should learn the history of the Negro League and what it meant for all of us. You know, it's not just Jackie Robs. Not at all. You got your Satchel Page. I mean, the list goes on and on. But as far as educational-wise, we should start instilling that history of baseball into our kids as much as possible. You know? That's right. true, bro. Yeah, because I ain't going to lie. Negro Leagues is how I fell in love with baseball, man. Uh, bro, the moment I found out that Josh Gibson was from Georgia, bro, when I was young, man, I, I I was like Josh Gibson, biggest fan, man. I was like, dude, I like, man, this black dude came from South South Georgia. They said he was better than Babe Ruth. I like, hold up, let me check him out. Man, right, right. Yeah, at that point, I was like, yeah, the the Negro Leagues. If you really think about it, the talent that they had back in the day, even though our our style of Negro League baseball was more entertaining than it was for the major leagues, so they kind of. Kind of say that we was kind of like putting more of a show. It's similar. Um, I forgot. It's a baseball team now that's going around the country. Uh, banana baseball or something like that. It's a like that. Yeah, Savannah Bananas. It's a little bit more entertaining and, and, and it incorporated the crowd. But uh, yeah, I I really feel like man, these these schools, the HBCU should start like promoting this. This just similar to how Major League Baseball had Jackie Robinson Day. I, you know, you might as well have a Negro League weekend where all the teams they bring out all the freshest Negro League gear. They, you know, and, and just have them boys to, to kind of rewind the clock and, and make it look like the 1920, 1930s. But we're here in 2022, but they, they styling it. And on top of that, we stay in, in connection with our history when it comes to baseball because we had some ballers, even if they not own them history books or MLB. They 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 on the record books and they in that museum, so you know uh, it is. It, it, I was actually proud to see those boys rocking them, uh, uniforms, and then on top of that, man, I heard it was a heated heated the whole weekend. Like I I, I wish one of us could have been a bad route, man. I heard it was heated the whole weekend, man. Uh, and uh, but I, I think that heat is what helped Grambling come over and and then I'm up. Taking taking down Southern, you know, so it, it's what they what they end up doing, yeah. So Southern won the first game, two to three. That was one close first game, uh, and then they end up trading licks on game two and game three, both giving up uh, scoring eleven runs. And, you know, uh, winning the games eleven to five, but uh, it's it was very very heated. You you can still you can you can feel the rivalry by just watching the highlight reels and and, and the news interviews from the teams, but um, yeah, it was a great weekend of swag baseball. Uh, definitely a great weekend. Like like I was saying, man, like 
you know, records is not going to matter from here on out. I mean, you can throw you can throw all the records out when it comes to players and comes to these weekend matchups. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's baseball. So, I mean, just like Alabama State and in Bethune, you know, I've been riding out Alabama State all season, but Bethune Cookman has always had a tough schedule and always been battle tested. You know, everybody has been battle tested now. Everybody, everybody can beat everybody. Like every game, every weekend from here on out matters. And it is absolutely remarkable. And, you know, I just hope that, you know, we can clean up the game, you know, because errors is what's determining these games and some of these one, one run games, tight games, situations, it's going to take, you know, that one less error to, to stop those runs from scoring or to stop a rally. You know, your pitcher might be struggling, but your infield has to make all the routine plays to make it easier for him, even though he is struggling. Because the pitcher can struggle and still win if the bats is going, you know. So, you know, everything is going to factor in. Your bullpen has got to come in. You know, those have got to be determining factors each and every weekend, weekend in, weekend out. Um, but the comment on, on also the, the big piggyback on Watts on those on the Negro League, it's one thing I'm a big I'm a big video gamer. I play video games all the time, and I've always played the baseball games, the MVPs, the bases loaded, the the you can go down the line, triple play. Uh, now the show now the show does a good thing about bringing up the old players that the young players can i mean the young gamers can play with now but they've never incorporated the negro league players into the video games now if that's a way that we can get cooperstown to, to implement negro league players into the video games i think a lot of kids will be more educated about the the, the Negro League and what it was doing and, and what it was for at the time and to show just how good those players were. Um, so that's one of my wish list things that I would like to see is is I want to see them implemented in the video games. Um, I think that would be huge. Um, and, you know, but great weekend, man. Like everybody was tough. Grambling and Southern. I was hoping Grambling, you know, being hope I was hoping for a Grambling sweep, so but I didn't get it. But still, you know, everything was good this weekend, man. And everybody keep up the good work, keep battling. It's great baseball to watch, great baseball to talk about. All right, make our job exciting. Right. Now we're gonna talk about the action in the SIAC. Uh we had three teams to sweep over there. We had Albany State to sweep their series. We had Savannah State to sweep their series and also Miles swept their series. Um, Miles College right now is on a 13 game win streak. Well, coming out of the weekend. And man, they, they put up 25 runs, 21 and 18. They hit 10 home wow. runs over the season to set their school record for 32 in a season, um, breaking the previous record of 30 they hit in 2017. And they also scored 25 runs in the series opener where the most runs they scored um, since 
2016 against Kentucky State. This is the kicker. They had a guy get on base 14 out of 14 times. Wow. They had a number. They had, hold on. There's more. Oh. They had another young man. The first young man was Jason um, Bisharat. He's hit three home runs, scored scored 10 times, and he reached base all 14 times over the weekend. Michael Archer hit three home runs, and he reached base 13 times of the 14 times, and he had 13 RBIs over the weekend. Man, that's going to be tough, man, as far as player of the week. (laughs) Those those, got to be some candidates for player of the week. Hold up. There's more. (laughs) Cody Long extended his history to 14 games, and he's hitting 406, and they had two other young men driving nine and 10 RBI, no, nine RBIs, and another young man scored 11 runs. So, man, (laughs) yeah. It's gonna be hard to beat Miles in that. Um, they, 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 they took Benedict to the woodshed with that one. Yeah. And yeah, but huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. What's the but? Uh, I ain't gonna say, but but they they got a, a key series coming up this weekend, man. They, they they take on Savannah State, so you know, even though they 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 act they up there in the grouping now. Uh, as far as being the top of the SIAC, they they have a they have a, a tough. I think in this one right here, I, I wish SIAC get get schools the opportunity to play each other twice in this in the year before the tournament. Because mm-hmm. I would like to see see how my how miles compete at the beginning of April and then again towards the end of May. But uh, yeah, they uh they go be able to get the opportunity at top dog this weekend. So. Over they bring that same firepower. They bring that firepower. <laughs> you know, ain't no telling what can happen. Right. So in game, not in game, but in the Albany State Tuskegee series, mm-hmm. um, Tuskegee had a young not Tuskegee. I'm sorry. Albany State had a young man, Nathan Lloyd, that was five for seven with five RBIs in a single game. Um, mm. You also had a gentleman. Um, this looks like LaShawn Le, Ross. This young man <laughs> drove in six RBIs in a game. So it's going to be hard to beat these teams, especially Albany State and Miles. If they keep hitting like that, it's going to be hard to beat them. Like, it's going to make the SIC tournament really, really exciting. And also Malik Bell. This young man was six for eight <laughs> in two of the games, and he had like eight RBIs. So it's gonna be hard. And then you have Jonathan Henry on the mound, ten uh, striking out ten batters over eight innings. Man, this is lighting up to be some good baseball. Yeah, like do you guys, like when we went to school today, we didn't even really hear a lot about SIAC baseball. Uh, like, nor, nor nor did we really, you know, it really didn't even, you know, I mean, 
they didn't really come play down south. You know, they didn't play us. You know, they weren't on our schedule. We really didn't care too much for them anyway. Well, you got a point on that. And, and finally, um, I know some people might say I'm a band. I'm a, yeah, you can call me a Savannah State bandwagon. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. I wear that flag. Good baseball, man, it's good nice baseball, it's man. A, yeah, it's a nice one to wave right now, man. Cause they, yeah. So we have Miles College. We have Miles who came out of the weekend on the 13 game win streak. You have Albany State who's starting to pick it back up after losing a couple games in conference. And you have Savannah State who has swept their fifth consecutive conference weekend. I don't think people understand how hard it is to sweep five weekends in a row. A lot of things have to be perfect or a lot, not perfect, but a lot of things have to go your way. And it's going to be hard to beat Savannah state when your starting rotation on the season has a um, combined record of 19 and one. <laughs> that's true. Hey um, man, I'm telling you. Like that's, they're that's... 21 and 6 on the year, 17 and 1 in the conference. And they had another strong weekend. They scored 45 runs with 47 hits and hit 341 as a team. And of course, the table setter, Joe Smith, you know, <laughs> he has a good weekend. Like they have again, Cameron Diaz, Gabriel again, like the usuals. Right, the usual suspects. Consistency. Consistency is the key. Consistency. What's the what's the word? Consistency. Consistency. You are absolutely right. Yeah, man. And Savannah State is ranked number eight. Um after this weekend, they're ranked number eight. In the South Region Pole in Division Two, so big ups to them. And who beat Auburn of Montgomery this week, Watts? And uh, that, that, play. that was Tuskegee. We gotta get on shout out. They yeah. won with a walk off, man. That 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 was that was a nice little win for them. You know, that's a nice little win because Auburn Montgomery, man. That's that's, that's basically the pipeline for the University of Auburn. So you know. Or, Auburn University, however you want to call it, War Eagles, Tigers. I don't know what they are, but I know uh, they franchise players <laughs> kind of took an L this weekend at Tuskegee. But, uh, yeah, big shout-out to Tuskegee. For sure, for sure. So now we're going to transition into the good, the bad, and the ugly. The ugly. All right. So the good, as we said earlier, Alcorn got their first win of the season, and they yeah, also yeah, yeah. and they also end their streak of games allowing ten runs or more. Right, that's good. They, okay. they went from ugly to good in one week. That's what I'm talking about, boy. Right. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, the bad. Hey man, just gonna, gonna rip the band-aid off, man. Just, just hey, D, I still love. D, I still no. love. We rolling with you, baby. I love you yeah. to death. 
But the reality is we could potentially lose a third series in a row. That's the bad. And the ugly is Lane College committed nine errors in one game against Savannah State. Yeah. And that actually was the yeah, that actually was the third game uh where they scored no runs. They only was able to get four four hits but nine errors. How do you out error out error your hits? That that that's that's the biggest factor right there. Uh like like to be on the ugly side of, of, of this segment of the show, it's got to be something that just totally outrageous. Like that is that is outrageous, man. Like, you know, you don't see that too often. Now in a close game, you might see two errors on a two hit game, you know, that's possible. But but you know, nine errors, like there's no excuse. You know, you gotta be able to make the routine plays. Even if you make routine plays. I think you can at least cut that down by seventy five percent, man. You know, right, right. As as a as a middle infielder, you know, you always pride yourself on making the routine plays. You know, you make the routine plays, you make everything easier for the picture. You make things easier for the team. You know, you know the confidence is there when the balls hit you. Hey, vacuum. And so let's move on. But you gotta be able to make routine plays. You hit it on the head. Yeah. Next up, we have our pitchers and players of the week. This week, we have Robert Maldonado from Prairie View. He had pitched six innings, two hits, um, didn't give up a run, three Ks. Jonathan Henry of Alabama State, um, eight innings, ten strikeouts, three earned runs. And Kellen Fox of FAMU, seven in the third, three Ks, four hits, and no runs. So congratulations, young man. Now, I don't I want people to understand when we pick the players of the week, it's from a pool of a lot of great players who had a lot of great performances. Right. It could have been every week. Every week, it could have been several young men that could have been named, and we've had two young men, two pitchers that have been named twice for pitcher of the week. So we're trying to get as much as exposure for as many young men as possible. So we're gonna try to make sure every week is the swag is represented, um, the MEAC is represented, and we're gonna try to make sure that SIAC and small college NAIA is represented as well. Because if you ball, we're going to find out. Right. Yeah. Like, you just heard me read off what the, the kids from Miles, Albany, and Savannah State did. And also the, the young man from Bethune. It could have been a number of kids that were selected. So if you have not been selected, it is not because we did not think you had a good weekend. We're just trying to get exposure for as many young of you all as possible. So – Trust me, we see what you're doing. And we're going to put out, um, we've already started putting out the SWAC and the MEAC statistical leaders. We're going to start putting out an all Division One um, and Division Two NAIA listed um, statistical um, scoreboard or leaderboard or whatever every week as well. And we're going to start highlighting the show because it's a lot of young men that need to be um, 
need to be highlighted. Yeah, definitely. Y'all boys just keep producing on the mound, on that hill, and at the plate, man. Y'all putting up video game numbers is fun to watch. So uh, we we gonna keep going through. It's just hard to pick three out of twenty. They're just putting up numbers. It's hard to pick them, but we 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 trying to do the best job we can. And our hitters of the week, we have Jacob. Bessard of Miles College, that young man had an on-base percentage of a thousand <laughs> for the weekend. Hey, uh, hey man, hey man. Three home runs, seven RBIs, ten run, run scored, and he walked six times. We have, huh? I said, man, he looked like my creative player that I made in the show, man. There's <laughs> <laughs> some creative player numbers from the show. Yeah, it is, man. Especially when you the major dude up the diamond level. Man, what? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, we have Can't Marcus Brown of the University of Maryland Eastern Shores. This young man had a five-game hit streak during the entire week last week. He was 6 of 18 and had eight RBIs. And we had Jared Tribbett of Alabama A&M. This young man has seven RBIs in a single game this weekend in the series against Jackson State, but he was six for 13 in the series with nine total RBIs. Um, he had two home runs and two triples. So congratulations, young man. Um, also swag player of the week that week. Yes, he was yeah, also he was. swag player of the week. So um, all you all keep going out there competing. Um, man. This, the, I think it's going to be so tight when it comes down to the end of the year um, in the conference standings on both sides because all the teams are evenly matched. Like, those, these games are close. Now, outside of the all-corn situation, that's different. But if you go back and check the scores, everybody has beaten up on each other. Everybody. This there's, no, there, there's no clear-cut leader out there. Like, like I said, you you can say Bethune Cookman because, like mm -hmm. I said, they outside schedule that they, they get they they battle tested. So you you can at least give that to them as far as strength of schedule. It's the only thing they got going as far as why they might be more of a dominant team right now. It's strength of schedule, who they played and and, and who's beat up on them, you know. But as far as in the swag. You know, you can throw the records out. It doesn't mean anything every week. I agree. I agree, sir. So, um, this year, they'll be having the second annual Black College World Series. It will be held May 11th through the 15th in Montgomery, Alabama um, at Riverwalk Stadium which is the double a stadium for the montgomery biscuits the um i want to say that the w double a affiliate of the tampa bay rays um you'll have eight teams four from division two ncaa in the uh, ncaa and four schools from naia all the games will be broadcast on the um, black college sports network for more information go to the official website of the black college world series um, blackcollegechampionships.com for more information. Um, last year in the inaugural, <clears throat> the inaugural World Series, 
You had Bluefield State College defeating Xavier University of Louisiana, which was coached by a good friend, Coach Holloway. And this year's tournament is back again, fellas. So what are your thoughts on the exposure of the World Series and how it helps HBCU baseball? Man, I think it's great, man, because, you know, us, we think in SWAT T is it, but nah, man, if I was SIAC Division II, NIA, man, I'm looking at my team like, man, we can go ahead and win this. This right here, this is like a, a is a black black college championship championship at, at the D2 uh, level or higher. And uh, I think it gives the opportunity for the kids to, of course, showcase their talent. Be in a nice facility uh, is a great way to end the season. To be honest, you know, uh, you kind of you got something that you're playing for when you think about it. You know, uh, and at the same time, you getting that real, as we call it, swag T field. You getting you getting that 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 tournament field through through this through this format of, of this play. So I think this Black College World Series. I think the more they keep going with the years and keep progressing, go get more and more popularity. And all it takes is just a couple of talented players to start standing out. There's going to be more and more scouts at this World Series and everything. So it, might, it probably will be more scouts at this World Series this year than it was last year. It's just going to keep snowballing, like a snowball effect. But I think it's all positive as far as a great platform to showcase uh, for the kids to showcase their, their talents. Now, Thomas, you the, you the businessman out of us. Yeah. From a, from a business and exposure standpoint, how do you think this impacts the schools as far as them being able to generate revenue from this eventually from their exposure or not even revenue but just get interest with their student population or to where it can even boost their enrollment um i, I want to take a different angle with this okay. now when it comes to business i always think outside the box now when it comes to us as minorities, when it comes to the things that we're involved in, it doesn't really matter on the outside. Let's take, let's just take football. Um, even though we're not in the top 25 NCAA football standings and we're not a power five school, our classics mean more to us than anything in football okay our classics generate extreme money for us that has nothing to do with what's going on with college football as a whole this is just something that we have you know like as far as this championship in baseball we should treat it as that it should be our world series that we have for the college baseball lovers that went to the HBCUs, you know, we can turn it, our support can turn into something bigger. You know, if, 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 if we support black college baseball world series, like we do the Bayou classic, the Bayou classic is not just a football game. It's the whole weekend of things that's evolved in it. That has nothing to do with the game, but generates money for a lot of people in that area. It generates parties. It generates people eating at restaurants. It generates people meeting people from other places. 
it could be a weekend celebration of baseball for HBCUs as a whole. It can be the weekend that we can go down there and kick it with other baseball players and reminisce on how we play ball and bring our kids to show them this is how we experience baseball. And just like HBCU colleges, it has nothing to do with the sport. It has everything to do with our culture. It has everything to do with our fellowship, how we treat each other, how we see each other. Knowing that we see several successful players, former players, does not in the MLB right now. You know, it gives an opportunity that kids can come see people like us play. And even though that in my area, the Tennessee's or the SEC school don't come get you, you still can go play for something. And you still can go play in front of a large crowd and have the exposure if we support it like we do your Bayou Classics, your um, Magic City Classics, all the classics that we have in football. Now, SWAC basketball tournament is a good thing that people support as well. Like, this is time for us to come together and celebrate the weekend as baseball players, um, bringing our kids together. That's another event that we can go and network with other people. You know, it's, it's got to be bigger than the sport. It needs to be for our people to come together and be able to come to that town, generate revenue for that town for minority businesses. Give the vendors a opportunity to put your product in front of another minority from somewhere else in the country that might not even see your product if they didn't come to that to that tournament. It's about the network. It's about working together. See, that's that's what I see in this of what the potential could be, you know, but it takes all of us to want to support it and let them know, hey, let's go down there, man. Go see some good baseball, man. Make it a thing. All of us get together. We know that we can go down to this event like we do, like we get together and go down to the Orange Blossom. It's not even baseball when we go down there. We go down to Miami, have a good time. I know I did. I plan on taking my kid to, to the Orange Blossom this year. But what, but I also took it to the SWAC tournament. We also went down there that whole weekend and had a blast. And it had nothing to do with baseball. But the fact that I show, I was able to show my daughter, this is the school that I represented when I played baseball. Even though she don't even play baseball, she's a soccer player. She still had a good time. I got her her first baseball from a foul ball. You know, things like that. It's about showing the younger kids and being able to have a location where we can go and be around other baseball players and talk baseball and be able to network and see how other people are living across the country just like us. You know, this could be our event that we can hang our hat on that, man, let's go hang out at the college, Black College World Series. Players might want to go to play for HBCUs to be in that atmosphere. Because I bet you believe some of those football players think more of the, the Bayou Classic than the SWAC championship football. It's possible. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Play. Between Southern and Grambling, yeah. they, they would hate to lose that more than the SWAC championship. You know? so <laughs> I see where you go. I feel you. Yeah. You know, like I said, it might be a little different, but we could – that could be a huge event for – enthusiasts of baseball players like us that played HBCU baseball. 
we didn't have these type of things when we played. You know, we didn't have a location where we could have a classic feel for us. Like, you know, we're starting to have that now. So we can plan trips with each other to go watch some good baseball and be around each other and kick it and get to see some teams and know some coaches that play for those teams, you know, might even invite kids to come up and watch the games too. They might be interested in playing for those schools. You know, it, it, it can all be a generating thing for the town, for recruiting, everything. I know I can ramble sometimes, I'm sorry. But when you're talking stuff like that, they can change a, a outlook on how a generation will look at a sport for the future. I'm all about it, you know? Right. I have, I, a, nonprofit, I have a nonprofit with kids and I talk about it all the time with HBCU. So, you know, I'm all for anything like that. Right. I just think from a exposure standpoint, especially with the games, not only are you playing in a great facility in the double A park in Mon downtown Montgomery, you also having your game streamed online. So now you're getting exposed to a totally different audience of people that may not have ever gotten a chance to see you play. So that's that's free marketing, exposure. You know, there's people that's going to going to the website. Who's this? Oh, okay, let me go to the website because I know first thing I did during the NCAA tournament, St. Peter's won. First thing I did was, man, let me go see what this school is. <laughs> right. right. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, yeah. they got to be an HBCU. I was like, man, look, so, they whole cheerleading squad. So with the games being on the Black College Sport Network, that's now – now you're in front of a totally new audience that you wouldn't be in front of. Right. So I think it's a great opportunity. Um, I'm planning on going. Yeah, me too. Like I plan on going down um, to see the tournament. Uh, it's. I think this is a great opportunity. I think it's a lot that could come out of this, especially if the schools look at this All right, you know it's always gonna be that that one negative Nancy that's gonna say, "Well, why y'all want to go play for the Black National Championship and not the the the, the Division Two or the NAIA Championship?" Well, I say if you get a chance to play and still get more exposure for your team and able to help you promote your program, I say do it especially if you had an opportunity to promote your brand because we need to start treating our sports like the businesses that they are. Exactly. This, this, this Black College World Series could potentially be something that could help generate, be an additional revenue stream. You never know. But, you know, I know it, is the the teams don't own the tournament but if the teams can go in compete and market themselves and promote themselves right i think they could end up seeing some type of benefit from it in the future where with your enrollment with even the talent or the number of people that just know about your program know about your school the more you the more eyes you can get in front of to promote your school 
or your athletic program, I think is a plus. And, and 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 on the last thing is that teams are actually good. Right. It's gonna They're be some good, good. It's gonna be some good baseball. Nah. Nah, I'm I'm a I'm a national title type of person now. Division one, if we play in division one, I want I want the big trophy. <laughs> but if I'm in a situation where I'm a school where we our season is ended and we still had the opportunity to go and play in this tournament, I'm going to take and play. Because it's still gonna be some good high quality baseball. So now it's everybody's favorite time. And we roll into pick them. Alabama AM versus Fam U. Who you got, Watts? Oh, Watts getting situated. So he's pulling up all his analytics. Yeah, he's putting up all his data. Right. See the circumference of the bats in the heat of the sun at this point. Make sure the bats are ready. I don't know if he can hear us. Well, I give you mine. All right. Um, until you get in there, um, me, I wanna. I, I don't think last weekend was a fluke for AM. You know, I look back on my picks. I've been riding AM a lot, and I want to make sure it's not a fluke. I'm gonna ride with AM this week. I'm gonna go against the grain because number one, I'm losing, so I gotta gain some ground somewhere. <laughs> so, like I told you, Ralph, consistency. If I'm going to be consistent, I'm going to be consistently good or I'm going to be consistently bad because I'm going to be trying to gain, gain some ground. So, I'm going to stick with my formula. I think a lot of y'all going to go with FAMU. So, I'm going to go with Alabama a because I think they're going to come off a good weekend from last week in Jackson State. So, I'm going with A&M with this one. All right. So, you going with A&M. All right. Watch. Alabama, fam you. Fam you. I am going with uh I'm going with the strikers. I'm going with fam you, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with fam you. I think they will sink their teeth into them dogs. Might as well. Yeah, I'm bouncing back from Mississippi Valley. Hopefully they, they ain't got the groove back now. I'm I'm gonna go with the strike, strike, strike again too. I'm gonna go with fam. Yeah. See, I, like I, I gotta try to gain some ground. Hey, I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna leave fam alone. I'm about to make a joke on fam, but I'm gonna leave him alone with that strike, strike, strike again. They're like, let me leave it alone. All right, next up, Prairie View, UAPB. Pick them. Yo. All right. <laughs> yeah, because this, this is a tough matchup. Just like, we was experiencing last week. I can't really call this one. But uh, just because of the run production they've been doing right right now so far, I'm gonna go with Prairie View. I'm gonna go with Prairie View on this one. All right, Thomas Black, sir. Once again, I think I I think think APB came off some good victories. I think they putting it all together. They've been aiming and blowed out, but I need to gain some ground, so I'm going APB. 
All points be well. <laughs> and mm, this is gonna be a tough. I think this is gonna be a, a tough series. Some close games are gonna be played. I need to catch up, but I'm gonna go with PV. I'm gonna go with PV. Next up on the board, we have Texas Southern and Southern. Pick them. Uh, this was kind of tough, too, now. Because I'm just thinking, you know, Southern came off their, their series win this weekend over Grambling, which is a solid ball club. They finna come and they finna walk in and play Texas Southern, which is really basically just beating the brace off of every category statistically wise, offensively wise, and on top of that, they actually have good pitching. Uh, with this one, they they playing that subtle. They playing the bad roots. Uh, yeah, that gonna be a nice little long road trip. Let me, so, let, me, let me make sure, let me make sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, this series right here, I'll have to give it to the home team. So if they in Baton Rouge, I'm give it to Southern. If they, if they in H-Town, I'll have to give it to Texas Southern. They are playing at Lehigh Stadium, sir. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I don't say too often, but go ahead. Give them Southern Jaguars, man. You're going to take issue. Yep. All right. And I ain't gonna say this a lot either, but go southern, go southern. No, 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 jazz. no, no, ew, no. You see, I put my head down. No, no, that's why I won't pick with them. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't picked them all season, and I ain't picking them right now. I'm going with Texas Southern, and I'm gonna ride it out. Just some people I just cannot ride with. Just like I ain't I ride with Steelman. Just like I ain't ride with Steelman no more. I ain't letting next, it go either. Next I ain't letting up, it go either. Jackson State travels to Montgomery this weekend to play Alabama State. Pick them. I'm going to ride with them to the end. If we crash out, I'm crashing out in, in the passenger seat with them. I'm going with Jackson State. I'm in the passenger seat with you. All right. All right. Y'all see me, boys. I'm over here burning my sage and everything. So I'm, I'm going to do this thing like I'm like, what, what's my man off of Major League? Serrano? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, we gotta, gotta, gotta wake up Joe, Joe, gotta wake up Joe Boo yeah. with the bat. Yeah, I don't have to wake up, wake up Joe Boo, man. But I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to go with D.I. Love, man. I, I, you know, we, we got to get that monkey off our back, man. We got to get those sticks popping, man. Y'all need to bring them sticks. I don't care what y'all need to do. As long as it's NCAA regulated, but bring the sticks. That's all I'm saying. The pitch is there. We just got to bring the bats, man. Come on. Let's go, Jackson State. Man, where Joe Boo at, man? Joe Boo. Did this man say, where Joe Boo at? Yes. Man. man. Where Joe Boo at, bro? Man. <laughs> this man said, where Joe Boo? <laughs> man, yeah. I, I, could that man I could be Joe Boo. We got the same head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
whatever y'all gotta do, man. Whatever you gotta do. Back, man. All okay, right, man. I'm riding with you. Here we go. Next up, Bethune goes way down in the valley deep. They're going to itty bitty. They're going to itty bitty. They're going to itty bitty. Hmm. So, just, you know, to be honest, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be Bethune. Uh, just because, uh, just looking at how Valley performed against the series with FAMU. And if I just feel as far as the best floor of the team, ball club right now, Bethune is better than FAMU. So just logically speaking, I, I'm, I'm going to say Bethune on this one. Oh, right. yeah. I'm going, I'm going with Bethune. No, no contest. I just, I want them to sweep. I, I, I want to see if they sweep or not. Let's see what type of team Valley is. So I, I'm picking Bethune to win, but I want to see if they're going to sweep. All right. And we're going we gonna to make it a sweep on the picks. All yeah. right. All right. Now, Valley played non-conference yesterday um, in a doubleheader against Tougaloo, and they scored 36 runs. So hopefully they didn't <laughs> – they ain't throw out all that the hits and have some for this weekend. Yeah. Wait, the question is how, how many rounds they gave up that game? Seven. Seven in both games. Seven right. combined. And our last series, Grambling versus Alcorn. Pick them. Grambling better not let them boys win anything, but but yeah. Oh, I almost got hit by a bird flying through here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the bird was trying to give you his pick, man. He was trying to give you his pick. If you would have when you talk crazy. He said all Kong got Yeah. He said all Kong got agents in the outfield now, man. Yeah, right. He said don't talk bad about all Kong. We're gonna go get it. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So Let's just say, let me go, let me bring it back. I think Grambling going to play a good, strong week, a strong conference game this weekend. I don't really think it's going to be that much of a contest, but I would like to see if if um, Alcorn continues to um, build off their last victory and keep them under 10 runs. Right. I'm going to go with Grambling too, but I don't anticipate the big scores, the big um, run differentials like Alcorn has been giving up. Um, think the games may be a little closer. Alcorn may have some confidence now, you know, and having a win under their belt. So yeah, I'm still going with Grambling, but um, I think the games are going to be a lot closer. Yeah, I agree too. I it took my minute. I had to pause because like, dang, Alcorn did win one, and Grambling don't mean nothing. Grambling been struggling, but at the same time, it's Grambling is all. And if I had to pick who, what school I would go to, I would go to Gremlin before I go to Alcorn. So I'm going to have to go with the G-Man. I'm going to go with the G-Man. But uh, Alcorn, still one from them. And just build confidence because at the end of the day, y'all still a young team. And uh, all you want to do, you just want to just chop away. Keep chopping away. That's all it is. When you chop away, man, you, you will get those more victories that you need to build the confidence of your ball club.
and we're gonna show you the pick em results from last week. Um, Slim Marshall was three and three. Five thousand watts was three and three. Thomas Black was two and four. And myself um, was two and four on the season. Watson Slim were ten and six, and myself and Black we are eight and eight. So man, yeah. I meant um, to see, man. What was the outcome of? Uh, you know, we did the other. You know how Slim was. He put the other in. Who who actually won the the uh, the over under? The one the run score. Yes, you I did. You won. Total. I won mine. Mm -hmm. Oh, you won yours too, Watts, because you said under 45. Under 45, yes. That was Slim talking about 100. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't talk All right. about it. Yeah. All right, so we might, have, we might have to put an asterisk by his W because we did collectively say, now, if you don't get, you got, that That was the, the, the dividend. That was, that was a tiebreaker because we all kind of knew outcome of that series so we'll wait till slim, slim come back next week and we'll debate that and he probably go fight us for it because he, he he uh the person on the list but right but yeah and this is just a recap of the weekend series we have fam versus alabama and now preview versus uab texas southern goes to baton rouge to battle the southern jaguars jackson state goes to montgomery to battle alabama state Bethune heads way down in the valley deep. They go into the crib, play Mississippi Valley. Hey, Bethune, there's some different type of mosquitoes up there, man. Off yeah. don't work. <laughs> off don't work. So, off don't work. Yeah, off don't work. So hopefully y'all can play all day games. Valley don't cut the grass. You know y'all good, but let the grass be a little tall. So the ball can play slow. And we have Gremlin yep. going to Alcorn. And the MEAC, we have the University of Maryland Eastern Shores playing Coppin State, Delaware State versus Norfolk. And in Big South action, we have North Carolina and T going to Charleston Southern. That Delaware is going to be a good one, the Delaware and Norfolk. Yeah, that is. Right. And we have several key matchups here in the SIAC. Oh, Albany State is coming to Atlanta this weekend. Yeah, they are. Atlanta. I am uh, going to see one of those games. I'm trying to see how I'm doing this. I'm trying to see if I'm going to go over here to, to Clark Friday and then go to Montgomery Saturday. I'm trying to see how I'm working this out because I, I got to see. I got to see. the. I'm going. I got to see a Jackson State, Alabama State game this weekend. I got to see what Albany State in action. I got to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's gonna, that's gonna be a good series right there. I mean, uh, Clark Atlanta statistically wise, they 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 don't look like they're a good ball club, but they actually are. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be a good series. And then that, that Miles and Savannah State that we talked about earlier. Yes, uh, those yeah, Miles and Savannah State. Mm -hmm. The weekend series streak versus the under the game streak. Yep. Oh. Kentucky State played in the Scenic City Classic this weekend in Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. um, they played yeah. the first game of that series last weekend. The game was actually on YouTube. Um, they played Morehouse, and they went in the game and ended up giving six runs up in the top of the night to end up losing. So, yeah, um, I, won, I'm, I hate I didn't mention that in the recap. And we forgot to mention that 
they named the field house after Coach Cato at Southern. And I'll oh, yeah. put the link, the link to that ceremony in the description of the video. All right. Yeah, so um yeah, so Kentucky State Morehouse, they played in the Scenic City Classic. They actually played in the um the Chattanooga Lookouts Stadium. So I think that that's another baseball classic for the D2 teams that to get them more exposure and yeah, it was a it was a good broadcast, man. I, I enjoyed watching the game. So those are our D2 and NAIA matchups. And now story time. <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> uh, anybody got a story? I go first. In, in, in the spirit of in the spirit of being Honolulu Black this week, um, my baseball correlation with, with Hawaii was um, when I was in high school, I wanted to play baseball for Hawaii University. Um, little did anybody know is that I wrote I wrote to the baseball team with my interest of wanting to play with them, you know, for college. And I started getting letters and I got responses back and they actually was, you know, looking at me or, you know, I, you know, to, to, to want to play baseball. And once I got to actually looking at it and, and determining if there was anything going to be possible, you know, this is a tour spot. This in Honolulu, you know, Big Mac's going to cost you $10 here. Plus, you know, baseball season, you know, you you when you travel, if you're not from that town, if you play baseball, you right after Christmas, you gotta be back, you know, to get started with the season. So me not being able to come home and Big Macs being worth ten dollars eliminated me of being able to play baseball at the University of Hawaii <laughs> coming out of high school. <laughs> You know, I was like, I want to play baseball in Hawaii. I think it'd be cool. So me, I'm writing letters to the coach. Hey, I want to come play, and I, I'm good. You know, but they responded, so it was like, yeah, I can do this. But I'm like, man, I won't get to come home, and I'm out there on the island where I'm gonna drive to. I can't even drive home. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? Uh, that was short-lived dream. But I thought I was gonna play for Hawaii University coming out of high school. That's my story man. for the day. That was a good one, though. You probably should have stuck with that, man. I, I love Jackson State and everything, man. But if I had the opportunity to go to Hawaii and play ball, man. Uh, Honolulu. No. I, 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 I'm a firm believer everything happens for a reason. If I didn't go to Very true. State, we wouldn't Very be here true. today. So Very true. I wouldn't now I would have never met any one of you guys and I probably wouldn't be the man I am today if I didn't go to HBCU. So like I said, those are just a bunch of stories. I got stories from from all types of to to schools like Western Kentucky and, and all of that, man. But none of them schools felt right. At the end of the day, I just wanted to go where I wanted to if, if I was gonna go out, I was gonna go out on my own terms, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, like I always say, I wanted to, I would my last days of baseball. I wanted to play with my own people, and that's what I did. So, I, I didn't care nothing about no other schools. I understand that, man. 
So then to piggyback off of your last words, your comments, yet you wanted to come play with your boys, play with school, man. I tell you, I give y'all one of the most, it was almost like a routine for us. Uh, but we only kind of did this routine in, in all season on Fridays, football season, you know, football season. Even though we wasn't winning when we was in school, it was still lit. So what we used to do, man, we go to baseball practice Friday, knowing we got baseball, well, excuse me, Saturday, knowing that we got baseball practice Sunday. Oh, the moment we get out the field, everybody going straight to the mall. We're going to the mall trying to get fresh because what we doing? We getting ready to go to Soup's the ultimate that night. <laughs> as what? As a squad. As a squad. You you I'm talking about college hill days, all that stuff, man. Y'all, y'all talking about click when we was a frat before frats were frats. You know, uh, but everything we did, we did together. We we carpool. We driving four five cars deep to the club. Everybody knew who we was when we pulled up. Going straight to the front door. Straight to the front door. Straight to the front door. We walk into the club. Where we going? Straight to the stage. Like and then the thing is super ultimate. The uh the inside it looked like uh it was almost like a, a gym or something. So it had mirrors all around the wall. So everybody should find a spot on the window. I spot was on the stage. I remember one night we went, and of course, in, in, in typical club fashion, there always is a fight that breaks out. But I, I remember prior to the fight breaking out, I remember uh, it just, uh, of course, the club was called Super Ultimate, so you know the club didn't have no air condition. It was a hole in the wall. So, uh, <laughs> I, I homeboy, <laughs> I homeboy, I picture, I outfitter, my roommate, Mike Walker, Wore a leather jacket inside the club. <laughs> Tell me why by the end of the night, Mike Walker was still in the club with that leather jacket on, but no shirt. <laughs> man, man, Mike was up in that thing, fresh, but sweating. By the time we walk out of the club, Mike's still sweating with the leather jacket on. We wait outside. We still sitting outside club. Everybody run outside club. All we doing, we just wait for everybody to leave. But more thing than anything, whenever anything, situation or anything, we try to make sure everybody was cool before that night and make sure everybody get home because we have to answer the coach the next day doing practice asking where so-and-so at. We always was our brother's keepers. Even though we clicked up, we did, we did, we had a separate thing, but at the same time, man, when we was trying to operate as a team, we did it on and off the field. I think that's one of my funnest memories, man. It, it's a lot of club nights that were memories that I'm not gonna speak of, but man, that just the whole unity that we had on the field and off the field, it just it reflective of our friendship to this to this day. And that that that's just a, a fun time. But yeah, Mike. I remember that night. That yeah. I remember that night very, very clearly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big shout out to Karamu and IE. They used to have soups ultimate jump in the early 2000s, man. Right. Yeah. IE. Yeah, we've been that thing jump. Hey, man, I got 20 dudes with me. I got 20 of us. It's 20 of us. I get five dollars a piece for all of us. <laughs> Where we at? We end up. You go up there with the money already. Hey. Mm -hmm. 
I got a hundred right now for the whole group. You know, you hey, you know, you know we say we in here. We take people say we in here, other people come. Oh yeah, right. Hey, man, y'all right. Come on in, man. I'm like every week. Never fail. Right. And before you started, and mind you, we're the HBCU, we're the baseball team. And we pulling moves like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we pulling moves like we was on a football team. And it'll be more right. than 20 of us. Right. We just thought, yeah, come on. Right. Come on. That's it. Yeah, he the last one. Then there'll be some girls. Yeah, she with us too. Come on. <laughs> and then on top of that, we were getting more love because we was actually winning. <laughs> right. right. So my my story time um comes from my time as a graduate assistant. Do y'all remember Coach Shanks? That was the head coach at Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was still the coach at Valley when I played. So we had a we had a sports information director. She had a very 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 her sense of humor was was like top tier, right? So every time they came to Jackson, and he went out to the mound on the mound visit, y'all know the the song that. The song from Hangover they sang, the first Hangover when they couldn't find it, it was like, Doug, Doug, Dougie, Doug, Doug, Doug. Yeah. They would play that song in the entirety through the mouth visit, right? <laughs> and if it was out there, every, I'm talking about every time it was a mouth visit, they would play it all the way through. I'm talking about all the way through to the um, the crystal meth tweaker part. And then they it off. And I'm like, yo. They, yeah, they were all going to shake like that. It would be so funny. Like, and you could tell when, they, like, we were beating him and he'd come out, he'd be, and he'd be, oh, turn the thing off, man. Turn the, turn the stuff off, man. Hey, it was hilarious. I'm talking about, and the first time I heard it, I was like, so I started singing along. I'm like, okay, so then next thing you know, you're just like, come on, we need a mound visit. We need a mound visit. Cloud work. <laughs> <laughs> like they played the song, man. And I'm talking about as soon as he time. Doom. And I was like, yo, they wild for that, man. But yeah, mm-hmm. man, that was that's just one of the stories I can tell about that stuff, man. Yeah. That was wild. Yeah. Yeah, we might have to hit him with uh hit him up with next week with the stories, man. Who had the best coming out song, man? You, you think about the kid be coming to the plate now, man. Who had the bed coming out, song, man? Yeah, we. we. <laughs> I bet y'all don't even remember my coming out song. I remember Rick James. It was Rick James. That was yours. <laughs> hey, hey. My song, my song was BG, Mister Cleanup Man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. That was Oh yeah, Lil John, City on. Boy, my mom, my mom sitting at the game. They played Super Freak. She was like, <laughs> "So that 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 song, that song they play when you come up the bat. Who 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 picked that song? Me? Really? I like, man, you know I'm a big Rick James fan. Oh, okay. But on the real." When I go home to Mississippi for holidays or breaks, mm-hmm. when I'm with my family, my uncle, one of my uncles was a DJ. He still has all his equipment in the house. 
I still get up with my family and I they play that on karaoke and I let I rip it. Wow. Rip it. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I rip it. It's like yo, <laughs> hey, they be like, yo, you ain't you ain't doing super freak. Like we ain't getting no show this time. <laughs> you ain't rapping, you don't do it, man. Come on, man. Hey, gotta be in shape for that though, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So man, we gonna end it here. Hallelujah. Show today, Enjoy Phil. yourself out there. Have an anniversary right, slam. Yeah. Five thousand wide yeah. rap Jeezy. Jeezy. Boys on the hill. Coming back in the episode. Love y'all too, man. Love y'all boy, man. We say see y'all next week. Peace.